0: with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome we urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 41. Just when you think you've heard everything about paying your team in California, someone, in this case me, comes along talking about on-call and reporting time pay. Well before the confusion spiral sets in, let me explain. First of all, these rules are specific to the state of California, and more specifically, to non-exempt, meaning overtime eligible employees in California. Now, if you're someplace else, I'm not saying there aren't other states with some form of reporting time or on call pay rules, or both. For instance, Connecticut, DC, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, and New Hampshire are some of the states with some type of reporting time pay requirements. So see, it's a good idea to check with your specific state's rules, and maybe even have a chat with your labor council to see what applies to you and your business. But back to the basics. What is on-call and reporting time pay anyway? Well, I'll take them one at a time. Let's start with reporting time pay. Let's say your warehouse employees show up for work, but the shipment didn't come in as scheduled, so you don't have anything for them to do. So to give your budget a bit of relief, you send everyone home. Well, this situation has just triggered reporting time pay, because if the employee shows up as scheduled, but you sent them home, you still have to pay them. And you have to pay them either half of their usual scheduled hours for the day, up to four hours. or two hours pay, whichever is greater. So for example, let's say I'm scheduled to work eight hours that day, but I'm sent home. Well, you owe me four hours pay. That's half of my eight hour schedule. But if I was scheduled to work six hours that day, then you would owe me three hours pay. Again, half my scheduled hours. Now, if I was scheduled to work for 10 hours for the day, you would still only owe me four hours, because even though that's less than half of my scheduled time, that's the maximum reporting time limit for the day. On the other side, if you only had me scheduled for two hours for the day, then you would have to pay me two hours reporting time pay because that's the floor limit. So even though it's more than half my scheduled hours, you can't pay me less than two hours reporting time pay in a day. Now, two other things to keep in mind regarding reporting time. First, It doesn't hold if you can't operate due to threats to your employees or your property, if there's a recommendation to close from civil authorities, or things like the failure of public utilities or acts of God. So if the power goes out during a storm, you wouldn't be liable for reporting time pay. In fact, that example hits both utility failure and acts of God. The second thing is that all this time has to be in the calculation of overtime. So Reporting time hours count. Now on to on-call or standby pay. This rule kicks in when the employee is standing by to start working. So let's go back to our warehouse team for a second. Let's say that you think the shipment may be coming in later in the day. So you call everyone at home and say, when the shipment arrives, you're going to call them to come into work and start unloading. Well, the time they're waiting and keeping themselves available to come back to work That's on-call time. By the way, sometimes it's referred to as on-call and sometimes standby, but it's basically the same. The deciding factor here is whether and how much the employee is under the employer's control. So if they're free to use the time for their own purposes without any restriction, such as you have to be back on site within 15 minutes of being called, etc then it's considered unrestricted or free standby time and won't count as paid time. But if they have to stay on site or have to report to work within a limited amount of time, then it most likely would be considered paid time under the on-call rules. Now I have a very important call out here. The determination of when on-call payrolls kick in can be very complicated and situation specific. So. You should absolutely consult with counsel to understand if your specific situation triggers on-call pay. Another thing to consider, depending on your business and circumstances, you may want to have a formal reporting time and on-call policy spelled out in your handbook. Why? Because while you can't change the state mandated guidelines, you do have a bit of flexibility with on-call. For instance, you can establish an on-call pay rate that's different from the employee's regular pay rate. As long as it isn't below minimum wage, you might find that it can save you a bit of money. So that's the reporting time and on-call pay overview. I hope it cleared up a few things. Oh, and always remember, completely separate from reporting time or on-call pay, in all circumstances, if a non-exempt employee works, you have to pay them for all time they actually worked. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.